Welcome to Revise and Resubmit, a 10-ish minute podcast where I chat with academic writers within the social sciences about their approach to writing, their process, their habits, their hot tips, and how they find success in the often grueling process of academic writing. I'm Dr. Cameron Brown, assistant professor in the Couple, Marriage, and Family Therapy program at Texas Tech University and host of Revise and Resubmit. Thanks for joining us, and here we go. On today's episode of R&R, I have with me Dr. Jacqueline Cravens. She's an assistant professor of couple, marriage, and family therapy at Texas Tech University. Jacqueline has been published in a number of top-tier academic journals, including, but not limited to, Journal of Marital and Family Therapy and Computers and Human Behavior. She has also written numerous book chapters that are widely accepted within her field. She has also presented innovative research, workshops, and trainings on both the local and national circuit. She recently was awarded a grant to offer telemental health services at the campus clinic at Texas Tech University that will offer services to rural community members in West Texas and Eastern New Mexico. She is also an avid and very talented marathon runner. Dr. Cravens, how are you doing? Good. I don't know about talented runner, but I am uh, considered a pretty much an obsessed runner around here on campus, and I think everyone would prefer if I stopped talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much for being on the show with me today. So uh, what is the best advice anyone ever gave you about academic writing? Yeah, I think actually I will hit on probably two pieces of advice that I've been given that I've found really helpful The first one would just be that I have decided to block off time on my calendar weekly to ensure that every week I'm dedicating some amount of time to my research and my writing to make sure that other things don't bump it off of the to-do list. And then really the second piece of advice that I had was once you find a co-author that you really enjoy writing with and that you work well with, keep them around, keep inviting them to write on your projects and that way, you you know, you really build that great relationship where you're holding one another accountable and getting some productivity together. All right. So what is one of the most prominent struggles you encounter when writing and how have you learned to overcome it? I probably am not the first tenure track professor to say this, but probably the hardest piece of uh, writing block that I've had to overcome is really being able to prioritize my writing over all of the different responsibilities I have as a professor. So whether that's working on things with my students, getting grading done, prepping for a class, serving on committees, doing things for the university, it just always, and the list goes and on. The list goes on, and it always <laughs> seems to feel like um, maybe a little bit selfish or stressful to prioritize writing over all of the other mounting to-do list items that end up being there each and every week. So really having to overcome that has been difficult, uh, but then recognizing I love my job, and if I want to keep my job, I need to prioritize getting the writing done. Yeah, so how do you go about prioritizing it? Yeah, at the start of each semester, I get everything added onto my calendar and think about when am I teaching, when are my office hours, when am I meeting with advisor, advisees, what's my clinical practice day, and then trying to find at least a block of three hours at a minimum that I'm going to dedicate to writing uninterrupted. I will change my status on Microsoft Link to being unavailable and close my <laughs> doors, close the blinds, be really quiet in my Turn office a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and make sure that that's on there every week as writing um, to ensure that I have that reminder. This isn't grading. This isn't reading a thesis proposal. This isn't getting back to emails because I have this 
three-hour block of time. It's just for writing. And then more recently, uh, there's two other assistant professors in our department that are going up for tenure next year. And we've developed a, a check-in that we all have a set block and we're checking in with one another to ensure that we're actually using our block for our writing, not for our other to-do list items. Wow, that's a great idea. All right. So what do you think is the most common mistake that writers who are new to academic writing make? I think one of the biggest mistakes that I see is underestimating the time frame in which it takes from an idea being developed to submitting a manuscript for publication. So sometimes that's believing oh, I have a full full edited draft here. I've looked over it. The mistakes are gone. It's ready to be submitted as opposed to recognizing probably we're going to read through it back and forth, back and forth with editing before it's going to be ready to be submitted so that the time frame takes much longer than people anticipate it will. Okay. Okay. What suggestions do you have for academic writers about how to deal with criticism or injection, which can be all too common in academic writing? Other than hiding under your desk eating chocolates? <laughs> no, my, uh, my, probably my, my biggest suggestion that I give, and I try to pass this on to my advisees, is when you open the email and see that it's been rejected, just go ahead and hit pause there, close the email, and decide that. Take a couple of days, deal with the disappointment that it's not getting accepted or revise and resubmit. Once you feel like you've taken a couple of days, then come back into the to the edits, read what the reviewers had to say, and approach those comments with the belief that, as just like you do as a reviewer, you had good intentions about your feedback to the editor when you reviewed a manuscript and that it was really intended to be helpful to those unknown authors, and hopefully that's the same that you're getting and that that feedback's intended to help you really put together the best version of your manuscript before it hits an audience. All right, so what advice do you have to best utilize co-authors? Yeah, I, I think that whenever I'm working with co-authors, I want to think about what are their strengths? What are they going to feel most comfortable about contributing to the paper? I really like to think about getting their insight on what area do you feel most comfortable or competent or confident about writing with the manuscript and delegate that way. I think when everybody's happy about what they're contributing, it's hopefully going to push out a good paper. And then on my end, being really clear about my expectations on timelines and workload and effort that's being put in and how we're going to end up ordering things around authorship. Yeah. When do you typically have that conversation around authorship? Oh, at the very beginning, from from the first moment that I'm either approached to be on a project or, you know, once I've started a project and pulled a team together, that as we're delegating tasks, being really clear, well, it sounds like, you know, this was my idea, my data set, and I'm going to write up the results in the discussion. So I've put the most significant contribution to this. I'm going to be first author. Um, and then being really clear, if at any point we feel like this needs to be changed and we need to have conversations about it as early as possible. Um, when writing with new people for the first time, uh, I, I now have learned to have that in writing somewhere, um, not because I'm mistrustful of everyone in general, but just because then there's a record of it that if you don't know one another very well yet, having that written record to go back on, um, even if it just means putting notes down into a Word document and sending it out to everyone. That way there's something to go back to of why we made this decision because 
that piece on maybe it takes two years to actually get a manuscript <laughs> yeah. out and maybe what we agreed to two years ago didn't actually end up being the workload split amongst the authors. Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, what was the longest that a manuscript was under review? I would say probably the longest that we've had something sit without actually hearing back anything from an editor or the reviewers um, was about eight months. And that was on an initial decision. Um, and, and that felt like a long time in our field because typically – I think for the family therapy type journals, you, you expect within a couple of months you hear something back. So eight months felt like a long time, particularly because it was some of our doc students getting things for a portfolio that was on a tight time frame. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What time of day do you do your best writing? Yeah, honestly, first thing in the morning over a really big cup of coffee, I find that to be the best time for me to get writing done. And then second time would be after going for a run. I feel like I just clear headed and, and ready to get back into writing, maybe without the need of coffee. OK, OK. And then do you edit as you go or wait until the end or something different? Yeah, I'm more of a wait until the end, um, but more so probably the end of a section. So if I've sat down and put together a lit review, I'm going to wait till I get that lit review done in a first draft before I go back to edit it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Dr. Cravens, thank you very, very, very much for being on the podcast with us today. And we wish you the best as you move forward with your academic writing adventures. Yeah. Thanks for having me on and happy writing to your audience members. Revise and Resubmit is proudly supported by Texas Tech University's Department of Community, Family, and Addiction Sciences, as well as my program, Couple, Marriage, and Family Therapy. Want to see more about what we do, our research, and our fantastic undergraduate and graduate programs? Find us on the web by simply searching for Texas Tech CFAS. If you want to learn more about our guests on the show and our podcast, find us on the web at bit.ly slash revisepodcast, or follow us on Twitter at revisepodcast. We want to hear from you. Tweet us your recommendations for academic writers you want to hear on the show or writing tips you would be curious to know about. Special thanks to our fantastic doctoral students, Benjamin Finlayson and Doug McPhee, for assisting in the production of this podcast. Join us on the next submission of Revise and Resubmit. 